You're listening to the Spiritual Growth Podcast with licensed marriage and family therapist, Harold Haven Boggs. This is your place to know God better, love God better, and serve God better. Now here's Harold. Hello, family. In this podcast, I'd like to share another overview of spiritual growth, knowing God better, loving God better, and serving, surrendering and serving God better. And I would like to explore with you spiritual warfare and where, how and how that enters in to our spiritual growth. So God created us each unique. He's placed skills and talents inside of each one of us. And it is our assignment to find those, expand them, and give them to the world and make a huge positive difference and give God all the praise and glory. And he created each of us unique. He also created the angels. Prior to creating the known universe, he created angels. He gave them skills and talents, and he also gave them free will. We have free will. The angels have free will. And that is God's act of love to give us free will. We are not robots. If we were robots, our love for God or for anyone would have no meaning. You know, a robot cannot... We, in order for our love to have meaning, we have to have free will. And that opens the possibility automatically that we might rebel. We might return to God's love or we might turn our backs and rebel against God and go against the flow. Rather than walking with God, we want to be God. That's the rebellion. We sometimes think that our intellect can compete with the intelligence of God. And um, it's saying it that way, it seems kind of silly. But that is how I've gotten in my life. Um, as, the, as the pot, I want to tell the potter, oh, you, you didn't do this quite right. Um, and so rather than walking with God, there have been times when I want to be God. I want to control everything. And, uh, part of recovery, part of my recovery is learning that I'm not God, that I need to surrender. I need to s sacrifice. I need to turn my life over to God. Stop running everything. Stop time trying to be the director. The more I tried to be the director, the more I messed things up. My first sponsor, I've told you about them many times, and uh, he said, Harold, your drinking is a search for God at the wrong address. He also said, Harold, your first thought is wrong. So just take your first thought, set it aside, check in with us, 
make no decision alone. Very humbling, but very good advice. So we get into this phase where we're trying to run things. We're, we're thinking we can compete with God. And uh, we, we puff ourselves up. And uh, we're, on, we're on the wrong track. Taken to an extreme, we've got the rebellion of Satan, basically. Now, Jesus spoke a lot about hell and about Satan. Satan is a created being who is in rebellion and wants to exalt himself above God. And uh, I call it the enemy voice. And it is a factor that we have to deal with. So the so we we deal with that before we come to faith in Jesus Christ. We deal with a lot of self-sabotage, a lot of destructive energy, a lot of sin. Sin is when we do anything that doesn't please God. It doesn't go with God's flow. And it's self-destructive, inevitably self-destructive. Now, there's a timing, and sometimes it takes a long time for things to balance themselves out according to our human point of view. Uh, God exists above and beyond time and space. So what seems like a long time to us, well, the Bible says a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years like a day to God. Evaluate things from that point of view. So when we come to believe as different from what the TV preachers talk about, on TV, you'll hear that if you just sign this card, believe in Jesus, that your life will be smooth, you'll have the house, the car, you'll be healthy, happy all the time. And I don't know where they get that because it's not in the Bible. Jesus went to a lot of trouble to explain again and again, there will be tribulation. Your life will not be smooth. In fact, you'll be hated if you follow Jesus. He didn't promise an easy life. What he did promise is that he would be with us every step of the way. That's my experience as I go through trials. And I hope it's your experience as you grow. Because the enemy is afraid of believers. You may have noticed that when you started to believe and when you start to follow Christ, that the enemy will attack because he's afraid of us. He's afraid of believers and followers. Um, the, so he wants to take us out, but first he wants to ruin all of our credibility and he wants to destroy our families. He wants to slow down our spreading of the gospel. Satan is on a timeline. When the last person on earth has heard the gospel, then Jesus returns in the sky. It's a bad day for Satan. So he's trying to slow down the whole process of believing, spreading the gospel. He wants to slow that down. 
So he wants to destroy your family before he takes you out. Um, otherwise, you're going to settle down, get married, have kids, and you'll teach those kids to believe. And they will teach their kids to believe. That is a disaster for Satan. All these little believers running around. So he wants to destroy our families. He also wants to ruin our credibility. So he'll use anything at his disposal. He'll use addictions. He'll use multiple addictions. He'll use mainly it's pride and selfishness that the enemy, those are his two main tools. Pride is connected to every other sin. And it's how the enemy operates. So he has four main tactics that he uses. First, he learns about the desires in our hearts. Now, they may be healthy desires, like the desire to make a big difference or to be loved or to love someone. Or it may be an unhealthy desire, like the desire to get revenge or the desire to control others. And he'll take that desire and he'll try to influence us to fill a healthy desire in the wrong way at the wrong time or to fill an unhealthy desire uh, at any time. So that's his first approach. The second approach is for him to uh, influence us to doubt what God has said. That God loves us. He gave us free will. And he, he wants us to set aside our sin and turn to him and love him in return and love each other and serve him. So knowing God, loving God, and surrendering and serving God. That is, those are the three big parts. Now, those are not steps. Those are goals. They overlap. Loving God, knowing God, loving God, surrendering and serving God. Um, and remember, our God's will is for us to glorify God and enjoy him forever. In a very few words, that is God's will for us. It's not mysterious. It's, it's, uh, it's simple. It's not easy. Uh, there are many, many ways to glorify God. So as we learn how the enemy works, then we can uh, resist the enemy and he will flee from us. And so the, the first thing we need to do is, is know our desires, know our patterns. So he gets us to doubt what God has said. That's the second step. And he gets us to the, the, uh, he gets us to doubt what God has said. And then he gets us to, uh, uh, be disobedient and uh, based on our own ideas and our own intellect he wants us to control everything and just uh, doubt God 
and then disobey God and just do the things that we we want to do basically follow your heart the uh, like I said in in early recovery I learned that my ideas are off kilter and it really helps to have uh, other people in recovery other believers that we can bounce ideas with uh, like Apostle Paul said, they sat and reasoned from the scriptures together late into the night. That's the key. So we call being able to understand all these patterns, we call it discernment. Uh, the enemy uses lies. He uses pride. Uh, hatred is from the enemy. Uh, holding grudges, all all the sins, but they're all connected to pride. So if we'll if we'll reach out for humility, and we'll try to curtail our selfishness and get some empathy, what we want is humility and empathy, and that's what will fuel our spiritual growth. Pride and selfishness will short circuit our growth and cause setbacks. All addictions have the elements of selfishness and pride. All disappointing situations we can trace back to selfishness and pride. So again, let me end on an encouraging note. Jesus did not promise an easy life. But he did promise he would be with us through every step of the way. That's my experience. And I want it to be yours as well. So Apostle Paul makes it really simple for us Gentiles. He's the man for the Gentiles, the non-Jews. And that's, that's us here, um, most of us. And uh, he said... Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and give thanks in all circumstances. So those are my mottos and my watchwords, and I hope you'll adopt them also. So uh, this is part one of spiritual warfare. I'd like to explain a little bit more about that in part two, and uh, let, me, let me end with a prayer. So Jesus, we run to you, Lord, and we ask you to guide us in our circumstances. Lord, without you, we're nothing. With you, we can do all things. And that's our prayer today and every day. All of this we pray in the precious name of Christ Jesus, our Lord of lords and King of kings. Amen. You've been listening to the Spiritual Growth Podcast with licensed marriage and family therapist Harold Haven Boggs. For resources and support with your marriage, trauma healing, addiction and recovery, please visit www.familytherapyhaven.com.